Next on BYU Sports Nation, Merry Penultimate Christmas Eve and early holiday present to all as BYU football head coach Kalani Satake joins us live for his Hawaii Bowl preview. Why Zach Wilson still has a lot to prove in the final game of the football season. Plus, men's hoops continues to soar in the rankings. And legendary college basketball broadcaster Dick Vitale on the Cougars' chances against his new number one team. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from the Sheridan Waikiki in beautiful Hawaii, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. How's it? And a truly happy Monday morning live from Hawaii, BYU Sports Nation at the Sheridan Waikiki in Oahu. Your day-to-day play-by-play presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, December 23rd, wherever and however you're connected, it is wonderful to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who still hasn't attended a traditional Hawaiian luau, Jerem Jordan. We didn't end up going to the team activity. We did other things, but I feel like we've taken in Hawaii in a great way. That's just the one box I haven't checked, and I'm going to be all right. You know, I'll hit that at some point. It's all good. I mean, at least you practiced with fire sticks at the Polynesian Cultural Center, right? Yeah, that's very important. That wasn't one thing that I wanted to check out my box. But, no, it was, it was great to uh, <laughs> make an attempt there. No, it was fun. You played the guitar, no less, with... Air guitar, yeah. Fake fire sticks. Yeah, air guitar. <laughs> I, I did uh, one of the many non-skills I have. So, yeah. And if you missed that and you want to see Jerem throw a spear at a coconut, then you should definitely watch think... that segment on Twitter or YouTube. Everyone right now is like, I don't care about that. <laughs> Here's what's on the menu for our December 23rd penultimate Christmas Eve special, if that's mm-hmm. a thing. BYU football head coach Kalani Satake will join us in about a half an hour. For his full-scale Hawaii Bowl preview, what's the plan for Coach Satake to remain perfect in his now three BYU football bowl game appearances? Plus, the BYU basketball bracketology metrics <laughs> get better and better after TJ Haas and the Cougars body up Weber State. Is Dick Vitale <laughs> buying oh, in? Oh, the Zags! Taysom oh. Hill may be adding to his list of football positions in New Orleans. Watch out, Will Lutz. And we take an unforgettable trip to Pearl Harbor with BYU football. It is a fantastic show lined up today. Here are your Monday BYU Sports Nation headlines. Starting with this. Game day eve for BYU football for the final time oh, yeah, there's a football game. in 2019. That's right. That's right. The Cougars about 32 hours from an old rivalry renewal against Hawaii in the SoFi Hawaii Bowl. BYU leads the overall series 22-8 against the Rainbow Warriors, including a 13-8 record here on the islands. BYU quarterback Zach Wilson hoping to replicate his bowl game performance last year. Would you take 18 for 18? I would. And his four total touchdowns special against Hawaii last year. What else can BYU prove in this game? We'll discuss. Pre-game coverage starts at 6 Eastern on BYU Radio, followed by countdown to kickoff on BYU TV at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. BYU basketball beats Weber State 91-61 on Saturday night. Yoli chops 28 points, a game high in that one. He went 10 for 10 in the first half. That tied a BYU record in any half and set a first-half record for the Cougars. Alex Barcelo had a career-high 18 points as well, 4 of 6 from 3. BYU. In the net right now, 37, 35 in the Ken Palm, and 28 in ESPN's BPI. The metrics look sweet. ESPN bracketologist 
aware of those metrics. And Hoops analyst Joe Lenardi has BYU as a 10 seed right now, playing 7 seed Marquette in his latest NCAA tournament projections. That's up a couple of seed lines from last week's bracket, where BYU was a 12 seed playing game. The Cougars haven't played in the big dance since 2015. We know it all too well. When BYU entered as an 11 seed play-in against Ole Miss, yeah, we we uh, beggars aren't choosers. So if BYU makes the tourney, we're uh, we're good. And Cougars in the NFL. Taysom Hill had a Taysom Hill kind of day. A 20-yard pass, two carries for 11 yards, two catches for 21 yards as well, and two tackles against the Titans. Saints look really good, by the way. You know who doesn't look good right now? The Seahawks. Fred Warner had a pick six and 11 tackles in a Niners win against the Rams. This means Kalani Satake's Niners versus my Seahawks for the NFC West on Sunday night. We will talk to the head ball coach. Yes, we will. Coming up. Fred Warner with a Pro Bowl snub, and he picks six that one to the end zone against the Rams. Well, he's an alternate. He's, <laughs> like, it's year two. Yeah, he's become so good. He's become really good. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU football has already accomplished a number of feats in 2019 that until this season... Kalani Satake had not experienced as the head coach at BYU. In year four of the Satake era alone, the Cougars beat two ranked teams in the same season for the first time. The Cougars beat two rivals in the same season for the first time and won a road game in the Eastern time zone against a team that finished with a winning record for the first time in 25 years. So BYU won 10 games? It feels like that when I present it that way. Yeah, when it's 7-5, and five, it's like, huh, What? The Rocky Top Revival over Tennessee, yes, was unforgettable. In year four alone, That was again, this year? But BYU also had some almost inexplicable setbacks against Toledo and USF. No, not almost inexplicable. And then yes. the three-point debacle at San Diego State. But the list of accomplishments remain. The next question is, Jerem, what does this BYU football team have left to prove now in the bowl game because of this roller coaster season? That Zach, a Zach Wilson-led BYU offense can score a bunch of points. Right now, it's been tough. Okay, in only one game this season, has BYU scored 24-plus against a non-Idaho State UMass team with Zach Wilson at the helm? What? Uh, Wilson has not had three touchdowns in a non-UMass game this year. If Zach Wilson stayed in the UMass game full bore pedal to the metal, he could have thrown 10 touchdown passes. I'm not even kidding. Against BYU that record. team's so bad. Yeah, it could have been could have been bad. Last year, he struggled against New Mexico State, answered with a tremendous game in the bowl game. I expect Zach Wilson to have a good game. If he does not, the conversation in the offseason is very different. Um, I think that Zach Wilson needs to prove that he is the guy we think he is. They are who they thought we thought they were, and we let him off to it. BYU needs to prove that they are the team that beat USC, that beat Boise State. It's been a minute. BYU hasn't played anybody, and then they played San Diego State uh, for a minute and only scored three points, and it was a struggle. And, and is Zach Wilson fully healthy? It's been a couple of weeks. Hopefully he's got that strength up. He's good to go. I think BYU and Zach Wilson have something to prove on offense. They're sitting on a three-point loss at San Diego State. Yeah, first Sorry, three foremost, points in a loss. First and foremost, BYU can prove they have the ability to bounce back after the worst offensive scoring performance of the season. Three points? Well, in the last two seasons. Three points! I mean, that had everybody scratching their heads. Like, what? Is Zach, is Zach Wilson not healthy? The ball's wobbly? It's floating out there? 
The Cougars can't make field goals. It was just a weird, ugly game. A weird, ugly game. So, yes, can BYU and Zach Wilson prove that he's the guy and that they're the offense that can put up a bunch of points? That's at the top of the list. Secondly, BYU can secure eight wins in a season for the first time in three years and show proven progress in the metric that matters most, and that is wins. you got to lock that up. And can BYU prove that they are – a bowl game team, Jerem, that they go to 3-0 and under Kalani Satake in four years. They show up and they win bowl games. Well, that wasn't a bowl game coach. No, he wasn't. So I, I don't know. Like, it matters. But, like, I would rather have be a great regular season team and and occasionally win a big bowl game. Like, w- the difference between seven and eight wins is not that big, but it'd be nice to finish with eight. But it, it would. doesn't it feel like there is a chasm between seven wins and potentially eight wins this year because of how things have played out recently? There's a chasm between 10-plus wins and not Yes, I know wins, that 10-plus is there, but I'm, we're talking – you said there's not that much of a difference. I disagree. I think there is a big difference between BYU finishing with seven wins this year and eight wins. Like it, That feels like a chasm in and of itself. Yeah. Man. I, I mean, you, you got to. Seven, gotta, eight gotta, wins. This ain't what you we, gotta this win isn't what we want. It's just like, yay, eight wins, yay. Nine wins would have felt like, oh, we were right there at a 10. But seven, eight, whatever. Topic two lots of great players will be available in this game, but which player will have the greatest impact on tomorrow's game from either side? I'm going with Hawaii's Cole McDonald. By the way, Cole McDonald, we know he can chuck it around, and he's had some outstanding numbers at times this year. Did you know? That Cole McDonald has only thrown six touchdown passes total over the last six games. And that's that he's played because he didn't play for a couple games. Siobhan Cordero did. Six touchdowns over the last six games. Okay, He hasn't thrown for 300-plus yards in the back half of the season. So Cole McDonald has some things to prove as well. If I'm BYU, I am watching what San Diego State did and what... Uh, others recently did against this Hawaii team, and I'm trying to replicate that. What did they do? How did they slow down the BYU offense? What did they do to make Cole McDonald uncomfortable? Because if he doesn't play well, Jerem, Hawaii's going to lose this game by double figures. I think that's the case for Zach Wilson. He has to do more for his team than Zach Wilson has to do for BYU. Zach Wilson has more of a defense around him. He has more playmakers around him than Cole McDonald has at Hawaii. I would say no. They have three think, They have think, three receivers that have like 950 yards, dude. BYU's leader has who like did they, 500. Who did they accumulate those yards against, though? Who did they accumulate those yards against? Who did BYU accumulate against uh, in, no- in November? And BYU and Zach Wilson had their best, one of their best offensive performances against USC. So I would say, I would argue like that they can be accumulated eight, a ton of yards against good teams. Like eight years ago. It, that was so long ago. That was a different BYU team. That was a different BYU team. Yeah. There are tons of playmakers for Hawaii. They have three receivers that have 900 yards. No Hawaii team in 15 years of the run and shoot has rushed for more yards than this team. Cole McDonald can hand the ball off, and they can get yards still, 143 yards a game. Uh, I think it's Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was the difference in the game last year. He had three touchdown passes. He had one rushing touchdown. It was first career start. He was awesome. And Hawaii at the time, I want to say, was what? Five and one in that game, um, yeah, an empty five and one, fake idea of the Mountain West. Yeah, and they're somewhat fake right now at nine and five. They've had eight home games. If they had only played six or seven, maybe it's different, right? As a freshman, it was a great performance for Zach. I hope I hope that he summons that in this game and says, you know what, I do have a lot to prove because Zach. We all feel like Zach Wilson's the guy, and he's going to be this three and a half year starter. 
Um, but what we need is for Zach Wilson to show it this year. We've seen him be great at moments. USC was his finest moment. UMass, everyone looked good. Like Jackson McChesney ran for 200-plus yards. Doesn't get a carry the next week. Zach Wilson needs to be the guy, in my opinion, in this game. He needs to be able to throw the ball. I hope that BYU can run the ball effectively. Lopini Katoa is there, Tyler Algier, Jackson McChesney. Those three against this Hawaii defense hopefully can establish the run. See, I just don't feel like Zach Wilson has to do as much as Cole McDonald has to do for Hawaii to win this game. I feel like the Rainbow Warriors are collectively more dependent on the arm of Cole McDonald to win this game. And he's a more proven arm than Zach Wilson this year. In the first six games. Well, overall. Like, overall, yeah. Yeah, They they just put up, like, 52 at home a couple weeks ago against Army. Army's terrible. Right, but he still did. So, be, so you yeah. can say Zach Wilson put up 49 points in the first half against UMass. I mean, if we're comparing, like, it just – our armies – I want to see Cole McDonald – oh, I don't want to see Cole McDonald. Yeah, what do you – hey, what side BYU. are you on here? But what I'm saying is I <laughs> we haven't seen that. We haven't seen that recently. It, he's going to have to have a 300-plus, three-touchdown, four-touchdown performance if, if Hawaii has any chance of winning this game against BYU. They won a game where he had four picks. He doesn't have to win every against game against a terrible Arizona team on yeah. their home field. Well, hold on, Power Five, man, <laughs> Pac twelve, bro. Uh, speaking of power, bring on BYU basketball, who is hanging up there with all of the Power Five teams and ahead of many on Saturday's show. We asked, will the quantifiable numbers for the NCAA tournament projections in regard to BYU basketball get better? Well, it took all of about one day for those numbers to get better. And as you just mentioned there, BYU and the ESPN Basketball Power Index, number 28. They're 35 in the Ken Palm, baby. Yes, sound the tournament train. Is this BYU basketball team better than we think they are right now? Yes. I I have been saying I think that with Yoli Childs, BYU could be a single-digit seed kind of team. And they're creeping that direction, right? 12 seed to 10 seed now in Lenardi. We're seeing BYU climb up 28 in ESPN's BPI, 35 in Ken Palm, 37 in net. These metrics look awesome Fantastic. for BYU right now. And if BYU can continue, beat Oral Roberts on Saturday, beat LMU the next week, go to Moraga on January 9th on a Thursday and pull off an upset there. Now BYU looks like the second best team in the WCC if they can win the next three games. I really like what we're seeing. And by the way, the AP poll is out. Gonzaga is the number one team in the country now. Oh, now. that's weird. Isn't it? Isn't it weird when Gonzaga is ranked number one in the country? Yeah. Because they've done it, it feels like, every year for the past five years. St. Mary's is not in, but they have 29 votes. BYU went from one to four votes, by the way, in uh, this week's AP poll. So I'll take it. A couple more votes. Four which is, votes. Which is good. BYU hasn't been ranked since forever ago. It, yeah. <laughs> I, I love where BYU is going. At some point, if BYU beats St. Mary's, we will ask this question. Can BYU challenge Gonzaga in the league? We I'm will, already ready to ask we, that question. We will ask the question. I think okay, let's answer it then. I think the answer is maybe. I need to see a little more. I need to see a little more from BYU against quality competition like St. Mary's before I get a gauge for that. Because this is Gonzaga's league, and the commissioner is Mark Few. The acting commissioner is Gloria Navarez. The league office may not want me to say that, but that's the reality of the situation. This this thing's owned by Mark Few, and if BYU could upset the balance of the league for one season. Mark Pope's first. Yoli Childs, TJ House, Jake Tilson, da 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 That would be unbelievable. Speaking of challenging Gonzaga, a conversation came up on Twitter last night. Oh, this was fun. When legendary college basketball broadcaster Dick Vitale oh, the Zags are number one, tweeted baby. out, 
Zag men's basketball will be the new number one after six changes at the top. Yeah. When you're number you one, apparently number you one. lose You don't want to be number one. Six different changes at the top already this season, and we're not through December. He said they'll be the new number one and be there for a long time. Only threat to the Zags is St. Mary's. Mm. Well, okay, so Will Moppin, who is a West Coast Conference guy and uh, – Follows the Zags and BYU and St. Mary's and company closely. He's mostly a Gonzaga guy who True. does some West Coast Conference. <laughs> he does. He does his West Coast Conference blog. Yeah. He yeah. responds to Dick Vitale and says BYU beating Gonzaga in Spokane on January 18th confirmed <laughs> because of this. Okay. All the Listen, jinx. Lesser, the jinx. Lesser BYU teams have won in Spokane. Lesser BYU teams. Won. I'm not saying the shaved head thing. Don't ask me to do it. Dick Vitale responded to Will Maupin's tweet and said, Don't bet on it, baby. (laughs) PTP, big man on campus, baby. Philip Petrusev. I'm ready to ask that question right now. Can BYU contend against Gonzaga? Uh, Right now. We're talking in a uh, 16-game tournament. That's very different than three in Vegas. It's very different. Oh, no question. No question. But here's the beauty of college basketball. It's one game. We saw Villanova beat Kansas no, no, no. on Saturday. I, no, I mean for the league title. Yeah. Oh, no, beat, no. Winning I, one game. I understand. Yeah. Stephen F. Austin can beat Duke in Cameron. Yeah, sure, whatever. sure. Conference championship, okay. We we can pump the brakes on that. But in terms That's of BYU. That's the question I'm asking. In terms of BYU being able to beat Gonzaga? Oh. Absolutely. On this network? That's not a question. Absolutely. BYU's won three in the last five. There. Yeah, how about that? BYU's won three of the last five in Spokane. No one how else about, can say how that. How about that? Step? Come on, and and three were in a row for yeah. crying out. Three in loud. a row, and then two losses. Yeah, yeah. Well, good thing the Zags are number one, because guess what? Like twenty five days away from that game. Yeah, it, number I know. one, you say? So really? I mean, so here's are you going to print some newspapers again? Here's the are thing. Are you going to do it? I predicted <laughs> that BYU basketball would win twenty three games in the regular season. Yeah, that feels low now. So well, does it feel low? I think it's, I think they're right on no, track right, for that. Cool. I right. think they're right on track for twenty three. I can't remember. I thought they'd be good, and I, I thought they would be right on the tournament bubble. The, what I didn't expect, Jeremy, is BYU to have this many quality wins at this juncture of the season. So instead of beating Houston and Virginia Tech, maybe have wins against Boise State and Utah, and that resume is not as strong. The right? football team's like you guys followed our model. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, it can be really fun and very frustrating at times, right? Our yeah. question of the day, back to BYU football, because we are in Hawaii. What does this oh, yeah, BYU that. football team have left to prove in the Hawaii Bowl? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Lincoln.Hammaker answers on Instagram. And I quote, that this team can win with mostly full strength and to see if Zach Wilson can show up in a big-time game. It would give BYU momentum going into next season and with a win, rather, in the last game. Yeah, I'm not super concerned with momentum, per se, because it's like eight months away from... You're not, okay, no, <laughs> in here's June, the they're not like, good thing we won that bowl game because well, we feel the momentum right now. Well, we were, were we not talking about what the bowl game performance last year did for the entire offseason? So... I feel like that's a little bit contradictory because no. that that launched all of this speculation. Go, of, oh, Zach Wilson going into BYU. the Oklahoma game in '09, everyone wasn't like, "Dude, BYU lost the bowl game to Arizona. They do not have momentum." No, they just played that game and they beat Oklahoma. It's all good. No, like, my point is, if you win that game and do something memorable, then it, it does it not add to it? Does it not add to the adds, hype? Yeah, of course it not adds to it, but the value isn't that real. 
it's like awesome for like a week, and then you're like, all right, off season basketball, let's go. Oh, the 18 for 18 performance is awesome still today. No, I that, think. no, that was great. I mean, the win, not 18 for 18. Okay, coming up. The head ball coach, Kalani's talking on how to defeat Hawaii in its stadium. And we take an unforgettable and honestly sobering trip to Pearl Harbor. An outstanding experience with BYU football. We'll recap it. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Oh, beautiful sunrise here in Honolulu looking over Waikiki. Join us tomorrow live from Aloha Stadium for countdown to kickoff 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, 2 Hawaiian. As we get you ready for the Warriors and Cougars in the Hawaii Bowl. We are live from Studio Paradise at the Sheraton Waikiki in Oahu. Your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play continues. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Good to be with here, you, uh, with here with you on your first trip to Hawaii, partner. Yeah. And we're making the most of Good it. Good to be here on your second trip to Hawaii. Yeah, we are, we are making <laughs> the most of it, including a trip to Pearl Harbor yesterday. Uh, admittedly, I love World War II history and was super geeked out about this uh, opportunity. I didn't get to go the first time, so we experienced Pearl Harbor together or, and uh, did it so with the BYU football team. And it was an incredible experience. We liked it so much that we decided to uh, recap it for you. Enjoy BYU football and BYU Sports Nation combining for a trip to Pearl Harbor. What's up, BYU Sports Nation? We have a huge privilege and opportunity to be at one of the most historic landmarks in the entire United States, and that is the Pearl Harbor National Museum. We're going to do this with BYU football. I'm a huge World War II history buff. So many people lost their lives here as the United States was vaulted into World War II. Cannot wait to learn about this. Yeah, this should be a cool experience with us, and we're going to check it out with the team. So. Come on, let's go. December 7, 1941. The president said it's a date that will live in infamy. Something took place that we, it was unbelievable what happened, right, as you guys all remember. In 1941, we were just a territory to the United States. We didn't become a state until 1959. So instantly, Hawaii got put on the map. Japanese... The Japanese naval fleet consisted of 31 ships, six aircraft carriers, traveled 4,000 miles undetected. They didn't have any communication going on at all. They had to come in under the radar. They came and hit all the military bases. They hit Schofield Barracks. They hit Wheeler Air Force Base. They hit Hickam Air Force Base. It was important that they hit the Air Force bases to make sure the planes were whacked out, right? And then they had torpedo bombers and high diamond bombers that started hitting the ships while at Pearl Harbor. They damaged 21 ships. All eight of the um, battleships were hit. Three of them capsized. The rest of them are down. Man, I'm, I'm actually just figuring out that there is... Uh... One of the men killed on the USS Arizona shares my last name, uh, G.E. Linton, and they have the ranks and ratings by key here, and I just learned that he was a fireman second class. So, um, yeah, really just tragic, historic stuff. Um, and certainly makes you appreciate what we do for a living. And You know, I know we care a lot about football and sports and who wins the game, but, you know, this... There are these moments that we have um, that just kind of put everything in perspective of how quick life can be over and, and what really matters. So, 
Yeah, pretty outstanding memorial here. What were you thinking while you were out there, the memorial? Yeah, it's definitely uh, something that kind of just touches your heart. And uh, even if you may not have any direct um, relationship to, to this, it's just something that really just touches you and to, to see what... Um, what these people have been through uh, for, for this country is just, just really, really touches you in a special way. I've heard about this my whole life. I haven't been here, but pretty uh, emotional. Seeing it, uh, feeling it, and imagining being here is you know, terrifying, thinking about that day and what happened and how many people died and how many people died instantly, how many people did their job and helped it be better off than it would have been otherwise. Tyson, you've got some immediate and direct ties to the military. So as you're out on the USS Arizona Memorial and thinking about those military ties, what's going through your mind? Oh, man, yeah, just especially like for my mom, just all the things she went through you know, in the military. And then also thinking about those guys who were serving that day, um, you know, having to go through that tragic disaster. So, I mean, I was just kind of thinking about more of the, the approach from uh, just kind of America, you know what I mean, getting hit and... You know, you take it, you take it, you take a loss, and uh, you just gotta, you know, fight back, and you know, eventually you'll win. So that's kind of what I took from the story. I knew I would appreciate this experience, but I wasn't aware of how significantly hard it would hit emotionally just to kind of hear the different tour guides talk about things and the age of most of the young men that, that passed away in the harbor and it just yeah it's hard to think about what could have been in their individual lives and so many just in an instant really and one of the tour guides talked about the sets of brothers and there was a father and son and that's just really emotional right and he talked about the group that BYU brought in and so many children right of all the college football teams it's going to have the one with the most married couples and children. And he said, hey, family means father and mother, I love you. And uh, that hit home. And certainly a, a reverential place and a sacred place and a place to remember. And this is important because we get so caught up in, in sports and, and the money. And at the end of the day, it's about lives and impacting and remembering and proceeding with hope. And uh, this was a great experience for us, a great experience for the team. Uh, to be able to take with them the rest of their lives. There are guys like Tyson Williams, who we heard from, who said, you know, first time in Hawaii, I'd never been here. And same for me, first time, and uh, this was one of the things I wanted to see for sure. Yeah, and just a reminder of all of the servicemen and servicewomen that protect the country, even today, that are literally moments away and at all, all times risking their lives because we don't know what's going to happen, but I uh, really appreciate them protecting our country and our borders. And Yeah, it's a nice reminder of that. Pearl Harbor, what a great experience. Yeah. Uh, like we said, just uh, an experience that uh, until you have it, it's hard to, to really put into words what those emotions are as you remember what happened a, a little over 78 years ago. And it was in this month. It was in December of 1941. And, yeah. and the world changed. I mean, the world changed that day. Yeah, it was an incredible experience. And it, it was cool to see the team see that. And when they came in 2017, they didn't get to have this same experience. It was a regular season game. They came in probably Thursday night. They were focused on the game, right? Not to they mention come in a three and nine and not feeling great about that right. season. They enjoyed Hawaii, but not to be able to go see Pearl Harbor yeah. and do all these different 
things that they've done. So this is one of the most ideal bowl setups for BYU. Great place, a great history, obviously, the beach and everything. But to go to Pearl Harbor was really special. Yeah, certainly. Okay, All right, coming much up, more to come. Taysom Hill kicking and Yoli Childs going 10 for 10 in the first half. How would we characterize this in a Hawaiian experience or a Hawaiian hashtag? Yes, and who better to preview the Hawaii Bowl than the head coach of the BYU Cougars? Kalani Satake will join us on this beautiful Monday morning as we look ahead to the Cougars and Rainbow Warriors. This is BYU Sports Nation. Join us December 27th for our BYU Football All-Decade Show on BYU Sports Nation, the offense, the defense, the MVP, who it going to be. December 27th, BYU Football All-Decade Show on BYU Sports Nation. We are live from the Sheraton Waikiki in Oahu. It, I'm listening to this music. Can you not feel it? Can we just, just sit here and just listen to this song and just wander out in the water? <laughs> Ducks <laughs> flying in. Uh, let's keep it rolling, however, as we will meander into the whip around. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. The Cougars face Hawaii tomorrow in the Hawaii Bowl. This just in. BYU 13 and 8 against the Rainbow Warriors in Honolulu all time. Join us tomorrow from Aloha Stadium for BYU Sports Nation in the morning as well as countdown to kickoff an hour before the game. Men's basketball. The Cougars beat up on Weber State by 30-91-61 on Saturday night in the Marriott Center. Yoli Child scored a quiet 28 points. Well, not so quiet. (laughs) Eight rebounds, 10 for 10 from the field in the first half, setting a new first half record for most field goals without a miss. Alex Barcelo added 18 points. Good to have him in the program. Career high. He was four for six from the three-point line. BYU next host Oral Roberts. December 28th, 90s from 6 Pacific, live on BYU TV. Joey Brackets, Joe Lenardi of ESPN, has BYU as a 10 seed in the NCAA tournament in his latest bracket this morning. Other metrics that matter, BYU's 28 in ESPN's BPI, 35 in Ken Palm, 37 in the net. And in the latest AP poll that was released this morning, Gonzaga, the new number one team in the country. And BYU received four votes for the top 25, up from one vote last week. Cougars in the NFL. The human Swiss Army knife, Taysom Hill, Threw one for two yesterday for the New Orleans Saints for 20 yards. Had two rushes for 11 yards. Caught two passes for 21 yards. And had two solo tackles. <laughs> he is unbelievable. We'll, later, we'll discuss what the kicker for the Saints tweeted. <laughs> and the Saints won 38-28 over the Titans. Uh, we mentioned this earlier. Fred Warner had a pick six. He had 11 tackles, eight solo, and a half tackle for loss. Pass deflection. I mean, a couple of guys are doing it all. And a 34-31 win over the Rams. Fortnighters back on top of that division. Uh, no, it's tied. Okay. It's tied. And they don't have the tiebreaker. And there's a game Sunday night. Okay, Seahawks fan. Sione Takitaki, six tackles for the Browns. And they lost to the Ravens. Daniel Sorensen, five tackles and a quarterback hit. And a Chiefs win against the Bears. Michael Davis, five tackles, four solo, and a 24-17 Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego loss to the Oakland Raiders of Las Vegas. And Harvey Long, he had a pair of tackles and a Jets win against the Steelers. Ziggy Ansah had a tackle and a pass deflection. Yeah, and the Seahawks lost. I should probably mention Kyle Van Noy's uh, four tackles in a 24-17 New England Patriots win over the Bills and Jamal Williams and the Green Bay Packers played the Minnesota Vikings in a divisional showdown tonight. That's a big one. At 8.15 Eastern. It's weird watching Monday night football at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I didn't realize they had television. Monday I've afternoon been, been football. Uh, joining us now to celebrate Hawaii and preview the SoFi Hawaii Bowl is BYU head coach Kalani Satake. Niners coach. fan? Yes, you, you versus me. Sunday I night. am. I am a Niners fan, but uh, 
I think most of that when I was a kid, they had the most BYU football players on their team back yeah. in the day. So, well, they got a BYU football player yeah. on their team now, and he's doing some things. Pro Bowl alternate should be a starter. <laughs> yes, he's well. He, he, he heard. He's so good. He heard about that and pick six it just to <laughs> let everybody know. Coach, uh, what's been your favorite part of the bowl game experience thus far? Oh, just being around the guys and uh, seeing them enjoy. Uh, you know, I mean, we we practice and work hard, but just seeing them be able to play hard as well and have fun with each other and uh, going into the last game, you know, with the seniors. So I think that's 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 the part that gives us the, the most memories. And, and um, you know, being able to see the fans out this way as well has been really fun. What's it like for you having grown up in uh, Laie and and to be the bring the team back because you come in 2017, but it's not a bowl game experience like this. Yeah, it's a little different. I mean, we're in Waikiki, but uh, you know, so uh, different than than what what the, the North Shore is like. But um, the guys are having a lot of fun, and and I mean, just feeling the aloha spirit here, and, and being able to understand, um, you know, what it's all about, the culture, and, and they had a lot of fun in the luau, and being able to interact with the people in Hawaii, I think, has been really fun for our players, and. And the food's not not too bad either. <laughs> <laughs> what is your go-to food when you come back to Hawaii? What's the one everything. thing you have to have? It's everything. <laughs> I mean, everything you can't get back back home, uh, back in in the mainland. So, anything and everything here. It's it's awesome. I mean, there's there's uh, so many different places you can go. It's literally uh, you know 30 second walk from here. So I, I love the place and I love the the where we're situated at. And, the Sheraton's been a lot of fun for us, and the boys have been able to experience a lot of different things and different foods and all in one day. Okay, let's talk about the game. You've talked about, okay, this is a business trip. We need to go win this mm-hmm. game, right? How do you balance experiencing Hawaii and being at this bowl game with focusing on the game itself? Well, I think just putting it on the schedule. We've had it on the itinerary for a while, and, and so far Hawaii Bowl has been great in, in hosting us and taking care of us, and uh, we filled in some pieces with, with meetings and practices and and, uh, you know, our guys are reminded really quickly that, that there's a game here, and, and they knew that from the beginning. And we've been practicing and preparing for this game for uh, a number of weeks, you know. So, uh, you know, even got, things got a little chippy towards the end of practices. Okay. You know, before we left Provo and uh, just seemed about right. You know, we, we had that. Uh, and the other bowl preps that have been here, we've had the guys getting kind of chippy. When you get around practice 11 and 12 and just seeing each other every day and hitting each other and it just gets a little bit uh gets a little old but but uh i'm excited oh we know that it's right about <laughs> it's right around the time where we, we you know we can take off and and, and uh we know that it's time to, to focus on hawaii and i mean but the balance has been there these guys have been through this and then they can handle all of all the different parts of, of the uh, the experience here in in a bowl game BYU head football coach Kalani Satake with us on BYU Sports Nation. We were just discussing what BYU has left to prove in this game. So in your opinion, Coach, what does BYU have to prove in this specific bowl game? Oh, I think we just got to be consistent and try to play throughout the entire game, you know, and, and uh, that's been kind of the battle for the, the whole year, and, and a lot of a lot of teams are trying to do that, you know, and, and for us, uh, being able to put the extra practices and have some extra time and focusing on that has been helpful for our program and, and developed a lot of guys and had guys really grow in the last couple of weeks. And so i uh, just excited to see them go and play and have fun together. Hawaii leads the nation in giveaways. They've uh, turned it over 30 times. A lot of that came more in the first half of the season, but uh, given that the, uh, BYU is top 10 in uh, interceptions, top 20 in takeaways overall, is that an opportunity uh, for this team in this game against Hawaii? Yeah, I think I think that's uh, other than the score. That that's one of the uh, the stats that a lot of people will be keeping 
you know, keeping a lookout for. And, and for us, uh, obviously, we want, we want to win the turnover battle. And um, that, that's if we if we do, I think things are working out well for us as a, as a team. So, uh, but that the, the score is all that matters to, to us. That's the bottom line. We can score more points, win the game. Really, the rest of the stats don't really matter to me. Do you feel like this could be a shootout given the nature of Hawaii's games this year? I don't know. Obviously, whenever, whenever people like give it that label, it never turns out to what they they're hoping for. It'll be so. a six to three game. Ten seven. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Hey, you take it, right? Uh, what? Uh, however, we can get the win. That's all that matters to me. <laughs> yeah. No. No questions about that. Uh, the Rainbow Warriors are obviously different last year or this year rather than last year. And uh, we've talked to a number of your players, and they've all kind of said the same thing. Well, yeah, a lot of the same guys, but they're better. How how are they better? What are they doing to execute better this year than they did last year? Well, I think you have to go to their coaching. I, I think, uh, you know, Nick Rolovich has done an amazing job getting his team ready. And the, obviously they won their division in, in the Mountain West and were, were able to compete for the championship. And so you have to give a lot of credit to their, their coaching staff and the work that they've done within a year, you know, and even in the same year, you see some of the improvements that they've made and, and adjustments that they've made, and I think they're playing really good team football right now. And so uh, it comes at the right time for them, and for us, it's a challenge that, that we need to be able to dis- try to find a way to disrupt it and, and uh, make sure that we play team football, and that usually works out. In all, if you win all three phases, you have a really good chance of winning the game, and that's we're looking forward to the offense, defense, and special teams performing at our best. What have you and the team done to address, I guess, post-San Diego State performance where you had enough yards to win, 416, but just the three points? Yeah, I think the focus is just execution and finishing drives and then really just finishing games. And um, you know, But you can't sit there and, and, and kind of rest on the accomplishments when, uh, when it doesn't really matter. You know, when, you what do you know, mean by that? Well, we want to score points. That's all that matters, I, I, I think. Uh, I think I would have loved to change places with San Diego State and get the win and less yards, you know. But the, the uh, but I, I want to make sure that our players understand that the improvements that we need to make is it's not really just in 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 the whole aspect of the game, but there's certain parts where we can just get better and finish. And um, you know, there's a lot of things we can do differently and better and improve on on offense, defense, and special teams, not just focused on one phase of the game. Your typical BYU fan may look at seven wins eight wins it's it's really kind of the same thing but for you as the head coach what is the difference between seven wins and eight wins especially when that eighth win is in a bowl game moving forward what does that mean to you and the program for the offseason well i think for us is to see how much progress we can make in in a a certain amount of practices you know and uh we we saw that last year and we came off of a loss going to the bowl game and Saw how motivated this team is, and, and how the leadership in our group, and uh, it's it's uh, the exact same thing has happened again this year, you know. And you're seeing leadership from a lot of guys that you weren't really expecting for, uh, leadership from uh, in, in years years prior to now, and guys like Diane Gamoluku, and you know, Michael Simon's always been involved in leadership, but there's a lot of guys that are stepping up, and really even those that don't say much, like Talon Shumway and others, and they happen to be a bunch of the guys in our senior group, and. I think they've established kind of the standard and um, the expectations for this team, and they've done it with the, with the young guys. They've done an amazing job leading the, the young guys and and um, kind of ushering them towards the bowl game prep. And then I think uh, they've done a great job at, at uh, you know being the great examples for these young men, the younger guys on our team going forward into 2020. So they understand how important this bowl game is and the preparation and and uh, obviously the the performance coming tomorrow. 
New Orleans Saints kicker Will Lutz uh, quoted a tweet that said, oh, Taysom Hill can do it all. And he said, hopefully he can't kick field goals. But in high school, he did kick. He kicked off. He kicked field goal stuff. Did Moose Bingham tweeted the other day that he made a 60-yarder in practice one time. Did you ever think about using Taysom Hill as a kicker at all? <laughs> we, we thought about using Taysom Hill at a lot of different positions. And so... Um, He's, he's the kind of guy that can, you could probably just leave on the field and you never have to take off. Um, he could have played defense. He could have played defense yeah. easily. I mean, Safety obviously he makes tackles on, on kickoffs and punts. And so um, the guy is an amazing athlete and an even better person. You know, I just, I'm just really uh, happy for him and, and seeing the things that he can accomplish when, when uh, people allow him just to get healthy and, and focus. I mean, he's always got, got a, an amazing physique. But uh, now you're starting to see the versatility in, in his uh, in his ability to just do so many things, and I mean that's just on the field. Imagine what he could do off the field. He's the guy has a background to be an entre- entrepreneur and and do so many great things in business. He has a, a, an amazing opportunity to, to help so many people in his service and leadership. And so um, he's done a great job for himself, and and his family should be really proud. And I know his wife's really happy for him too. And they're, they're going to do some amazing things on and off the field, just like a lot of our guys and our graduating seniors would be doing this year. Coach, great to have you with us on uh, Christmas Eve Eve to preview the Hawaii Bowl. Can't tell you how thrilled we are to be here. And uh, congratulations on what you've accomplished thus far, and uh, good luck tomorrow as you look to stay perfect in bowl games. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for that as well. So take the karma, <laughs> take it to Aloha Stadium, the Aloha Spirit, and uh, good luck tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. Appreciate you guys. Go Cougs. Okay, thanks, Kalani. Okay, coming up, Red Panda at halftime and Taysom Hill kicking field goals. Yes, more on that. Plus, our stat of the day as it relates to BYU football scoring from long distance. This is BYU, excuse me, BYU basketball scoring from long distance. This is BYU Sports It don't matter. All the teams are scoring, baby. That's true. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, we got to hitch right on that boat yeah. later. Yes. Hey, tomorrow you can listen to coverage of the Hawaii Bowl starting at 6 Eastern, 3 uh, Pacific, 1 Hawaiian. It's Jason Shepard, Riley Nelson, and Greg Rebell bringing you the action from Aloha Stadium on BYU Radio. We want everybody to experience Hawaii with us. Uh, unfortunately, Jerem doesn't have enough money to do so, but, and neither yeah, do I for that matter. That. Uh, however, we want to bring you along with us in terms of talking about some BYU-related topics and how they relate to things within Hawaii and things we've eaten within Hawaii. So it kind of makes you feel like you're experiencing our Hawaiian vacation with us. Or, I mean, work trip. (laughs) Sorry, did we just say vacation? (laughs) That's funny. Trust me, when we woke up at, uh, you know, 4 a.m. the first night. That was fun. It was was definitely work. That was was great. Uh, We call this Hawaiian hashtag this, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. All right, Jerem. Number one, Yoli Childs, Hawaiian hashtag this, beginning the game against Weber State on Saturday, 10 for 10. I'm going to compare it to food I've eaten at the Hula Grill. For breakfast, I've had strawberry mochi waffles, pog, if you know, you know, OJ, and crispy bacon for breakfast. That's perfection for breakfast. That's what Yoli Childs was in the first half, 10 for 10 against Weber State. Okay, it, perfection is the word. Perfection. And the most perfect thing I have consumed in Hawaii is shave ice from Ululani's mm-hmm. on the island of Maui. It was so good, I went back the very next day and made it a point to try it. It's the perfect combination of 
it's almost creamy shave ice mm. with like these ridiculously good flavors that have like it's it's like the flavors have bits of tiny fruit in it. it bits it, of joy? It, oh, sprinkled you, in? You might as well call it that. I mean, that's the most perfect thing I've eaten in Hawaii. Ululani Shave Ice. I love it. Okay, number two. TJ Haas throwing down against Weber State. Holy shnikes. Okay, so going down. The first bite of fresh fish I took uh, in Hawaii made me want to stand up and scream because it was so good. Really? Wow, that's quite the experience. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> that's the reaction I had when TJ Oz threw down, and immediately I went to that thought of. Marty Haas did this against Weber State. This is like the second coming of the Marty Haas bodying a Weber State guy dunk. It was incredible. <laughs> incredible that it happened against Weber. Marty's was better, I'm going to be honest. Sure. TJ's was a teeth grinder. It was awesome. Uh, mine compares to something I had after uh, our producer Ben Bagley and I hiked uh, Diamond Head. You had hiked it already, so the two of us went up there. Mm-hmm. Amazing view. Okay, The view was amazing. The view of... of uh, T.J. Haas was awesome dunking as well. But the Dole Whip I had after, oh, my gosh. Like the sweetest thing I've ever had in my life. It was so good. So good. The view was amazing. The Dole Whip was amazing. That's what it was when T.J. Haas dunked. The view from the top is always better, Jeremy. Yes, it is, Bronco Mendenhall. <laughs> the view from the, the top team to the y. is always better. Yeah. All right. And shout out to Lahaina Fish Company for making me want to rise and shout. Wait, isn't this sponsored by Delta? <laughs> Keep climbing. Keep climbing. On to number three. Okay, we talked about this with Kalani Satake. The following exchange between the official Saints Twitter account and kicker this Will Lutz. Funny, New Orleans Saints. In regard to Taysom Hill. Tackle, run, catch. Whatever you need. Will Lutz responds. Please don't let the coaches see you kick field goals, Taysom Hill. <laughs> he can do it. I mentioned earlier, he kicked a 60-yarder in practice at BYU. He kicked... At Highland High School. In fact, someone tweeted at me after I posted about this. He kicks off in one game, and a, an opposing team just hits him right after the kickoff. Like, dirty play. Made me angry. Okay. Anyways, that compares, as I mentioned, to the view of the Diamond Head Trail. Okay. The photo from up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, the dull whip was so good. But the view from the top was amazing. Taysom Hill. The view is beautiful. It takes him. He can do it all from up there on his high throne of ability yes. and skill. He blesses us with a little bit of everything. Taysom Hill is the tourism agency in Hawaii, Jerem, because there is everything to do. You want to go paddle boarding? You want to surf? I'm going to do that today. You want to go to the beach? You want to go see the new Star Wars movie? Yeah, you want that. to go to a Hawaiian luau? You want to lounge by the pool? Right. You want to parasail? You want to swim with dolphins? You want to go whale watching? You want to get like, eaten by a shark? <laughs> like you, you can, can do it all. You can do everything here, and that's what Taysom Hill does. He is Hawaii tourism in all combined into one wonderful Hawaii, football package. He's a Hawaii five O tool player. Oh snap! Okay, number four. This photo of halftime legend Red Panda from Saturday night at the Marriott Center. Oh, BYU photos, so good. They're here. Jaron Wilkie's here. Jaron, where'd you go? Yeah. Yes. Maybe this was Nate Edwards that took this. Oh, my gosh. Red Panda. She's unbelievable. But this photo is unbelievable, too. Every time she performs, I get a little nervous. So this For was... Her? Yes. This, so this was the turbulence that I had flying from Maui to Oahu. Knowing that, look, it's going to be okay, but you still feel those little bumps and that little, the little air moving through. It's like, uh, is it going to be all right? Because it, it was windy when I was flying in. But we landed safe and calm. So Red Panda throws those five bulls up with her foot. Every time I'm like, is this going to drop? Everything was fine. 
everything was fine. Mine was when I watched Star Wars. I was nervous. I was like, please, just be good. You know, and at the very end, I'm like, like, nervous. Yeah. Okay. All right. On to number five, which brings us to our stat of the day. Stat of the day. All right, Jerem. BYU basketball. Currently 10th nationally in three-point field goal percentage at 40.3%. Tenth, wow. That said, the West Coast Conference has four teams in the top 21 nationally. As a league, it's number one. The Cougars are not alone in the West Coast Conference. St. Mary's, number one in the country, 43.4%. That's great news, right? Portland. Yeah, can't wait. Number eight. BYU Well, it's here, by the way. I saw them. And at Waikiki last night. And Gonzaga, yeah. number 21 at 39.2%. That's incredible. How does this relate to Hawaii? It's swimming in the ocean. Did that last night. Oh, so good. It was warm. It was amazing. Sun's down. I'm expecting it to be cold. The water was amazing. Getting out, I'm not cold. It's not even windy. It's fulfilling. Sure. That's what that is. That Oh, the league shoots three. Well, that's fun. That's awesome. This is a sunrise, and specifically to BYU, Jerem. Well, behold. This, this is the Hawaiian sunrise because it's been a long time. And now, oh my goodness, now we can see how wonderful everything looks. Oh, wait. We BYU, should be making threes. We have gyms in our churches. The sun, we should be the greatest shooting religion of all time. The sun has been down. It's been behind the clouds. Now our eyes have been opened to great three-point shooting once again. Oh, I love it. Okay, coming up, who gets today's elite voice of the day? And our rise and shout-outs on Christmas Eve Eve. This is BYU Sports Nation. Presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from the Sheraton Waikiki. Our question of the day, what does BYU football have left to prove in the bowl game? Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at Kazier Jackson 20 on Instagram says that they have truly improved over the season. Felt like they had until the SDSU loss. If they win this game, they show that they have improved and the SDSU game was just a slip up. There we go. Today's rise and shout out to everyone associated with the Sheraton Waikiki. We had a great time here. Appreciate you guys. Thanks to Kalani Satake for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to CJ Ayu. See you tomorrow for BYU Sports Nation on game day.